Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere you go. Oh, Rob, I love when you say Thank sing. you. Thank you. No, somebody has to. <laughs> hey, everybody. Happy December. Hope you're Happy warm. December. It's so cold outside. Brr. I I'm see the across the way, I see the menorah lit. Do you <gasps> see it over there? See them? They Hanukkah, just walk by it. Hanukkah, light the menorah. Let's have a party. Nope, nope. Apartments on fire, not oh, a menorah. Okay, never We're mind. Call the police Let's just right keep now. looking on ourselves. Man. <laughs> Listen, I don't like to get involved. My therapist and I are working on this. I'm sorry, your house is going to burn oh, that's down. Good. Oh my gosh, how have you been, Kevin? Loverly. <gasps> yeah. Wouldn't it be loverly? <laughs> hey, um, I didn't get I'm, a call to be in my Fair Lady revival, directed uh, by Bart Shear. Did you? No, I didn't even go in for it. How did? You would be, have no, you ever I've played been, I've not been going in. No, I, that, those days are, I think, past. But <gasps> but Lies. I I would have... That, that's one of those that would have been nice, except all you do is sit on stage at a stoop, and you get up and sing one song, and then you just sit right back down again. It's, it's a great gig, I think. That's you know? literally my Saturday night in Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's playing dominoes. Well done. Like, Please, no more. No, no, no. <laughs> no mas, no mas. No mas. No mas canto. Ay. Ay. Como estas, Green Willow? <laughs> I only sing Green Willow for them. Aquí en Robert Goulet, no sé. No sé, no sé, no sé. Oh, I love my neighbors. Uh, how are you? Oh, I do take a swig of your vitamin, vitamin water. Vitamin water. I'm doing good. Oh, my yeah. God. Hey, did I tell you I'm doing curtains at 54 Below? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm excited about that. I'm very excited. I loved the curtains uh, on the Broadway. Me I went too. to the Gypsy Run, and <gasps> I, back when there were Gypsy Runs oh. on Broadway, I feel like they don't do them much anymore. I don't think we uh, Gypsy Run is, friends, is, you know, as you know, is when, you know, right before the first preview, traditionally, there was a run on Broadway of the show, the final dress for, you know, the Gypsies of Broadway. It was usually on a Monday night, and you were dark, and you would go to the theater, and you would get to, you know, see a show for free. And it doesn't happen as much anymore, I, I think. Maybe it does, friends. Uh, have you been Probably. to Gypsy Run lately? The last one I went to was Young Frankenstein. Um, uh, Young Frankenstein. Yeah, Young yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, um, but I haven't. No, I didn't. I haven't known about any since then. But um, but uh, yeah, I love curtains. Please don't touch me. Uh, that's from. I know. I thought you were just. 
Just singing. <laughs> no, so curtains. This is very exciting. Um, so Rupert Holmes, who wrote it, yeah, is going to be their host. If you like pina colada, <laughs> thank <laughs> you. Then get caught in the rain. <laughs> you know, and he <laughs> sang that song in the video. I mean, he yes. wrote it, and it's him performing it, and which I find fascinating because he was writing Edwin Drood like at the same time. And Edwin Drood, yeah, and Edwin Drood, one of <laughs> our favorites. Amazing. Um, so he wrote the book to curtains. Okay, so here's the. Th- I find this so fascinating. This I'm going to go off topic, but I'll get back on. Curtains has been. We never do that. <laughs> I'm trying to get better. Sorry, at mom. It. I'm trying to get better at it. Um, Candor and Ebb started writing Curtains in 1985. What? The first time there's any mention of anything like Curtains was in 1985 uh, in a New York Times. I was doing research for another show, and they were like, "And Candor and Ebb are working on this Who Done It mystery." Oh my goodness! Blah, blah blah. And I was like, "This is 1985." Wow, that's and a gestation Can- period. It was Candor and Ebb and Peter Stone yeah. were writing it. And then Ebb died, and Peter Stone died, and so John Candor brought on Rupert Holmes. So it's it's Candor and Ebbs and Stone, and right. then mm, Rupert Holmes comes in exactly. and sort of fleshed it all out. So anyway, um, we're doing it in concert. Rupert Holmes is going to host it. The cast I'm kind of excited about. We're going to do a, it's like half new people, half reunion. So reunion side, it's Karen Ziemba, mm. it's um, Nora Racy. Megan Sakura, Edward Hibbert. Original cast um, members, Aaron yeah. Davey, who took over for Jill Pace. Yeah. So, and a lot of people from the ensemble. And then our new folks are going to be Richard Kind. Oh, I love Richard Kind. Who I love. Perfect. Uh, in the, in the um, David Hyde Pierce yes. part. Great um, casting. Oh, up. thank you. Mary Callanan from Bandstand is going to do the Deb Monk role. Um, and then, I'm really excited by this. If you remember Curtains, there was a critic um, who doesn't sing, who just comes in and is kind of oh, like yes. a snarky critic. Oh, so at the 7 o'clock, it's going to be Michael Riedel. I cannot even believe that. And at 9.30, it's Charles Isherwood. I How the... <laughs> F, did you? I cannot even. I asked. I am so I impressed. Asked. I was like, "What's? The, I have a philosophy. What's the worst that can happen? Oh, I, they yes. say no. It's brilliant. So then they say no. And I like that they're in on the joke that they don't mind it. being like. I think that's such. No, that's they so were smart. both. They were both really excited Good about for you. it. So I'm hoping this is all going to be great. So anyway, January 24th for 24th. <laughs> January George 1st. January 25th. <laughs> At Feinstein's 54 Below Curtains in Concert. And then if you've got it sometime, January 29th, I'm doing Calamity Jane in concert. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Sarah Jean Ford. I love Sarah Jean Ford. Michael Park. I like Michael Park. Tally Sessions, Cara Lindsay. Oh, my gosh. Jen Gambatiz, Tyler Haynes. I know I'm forgetting people. Uh, it's going to be fun. That's great. That's rip, really good. Rip Warren Tannen. Has that ever been done on as a stage production. What a great question! Because it's a movie, correct? I yes, mean, Calamity yeah. Jane was a was in the West End and made a lot of the music circus tours in New York. Uh, I mean, sorry, not in New York, in America. But Calamity Jane has never been done on Broadway. It has never been done in New York. We are doing it in concert in January, and then in March, Mel Miller, one of our former guests, is right. doing it at musicals tonight. I knew in I saw. Yes, I saw the breakdown recently, the and I just realized, oh, I did see that somewhere, and that's why I was thinking. Never that. been done. Oh, my gosh. Cal Burnett did a TV movie of it in the 60s. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it. That's maybe for another chat another day. But those, t- I wish that there's an archive of all of those. I mean, yes, you can go to the F- Museum of Television and Radio. But you but mean all like of on those, DVD yeah, or on somewhere, we, Yeah, because all of those, every Broadway musical in the 60s and, and even early 70s was done on television. A lot of them so were, many, yeah. like Robert Goulet and Camelot, Robert Goulet and Kiss Me Kate with Carol Lawrence, Robert Goulet and, you know, whatever. It's They were so, and, and they were shortened, too. They yeah. were like little hour and 20 minutes. So Yeah, and there were also a lot of musicals that were written specifically for television that were never done on stage. Right. Like, what was the girl? Primrose? Primrose, Love and Marriage. Oh shit! Was it called Love and Marriage? 
There was an Our Town musical. You guys are screaming the name of me right now. There was an Our Town musical. You know that Frank Sinatra song, Love and Marriage, yeah, yeah, Love? Yeah. It comes from that. Oh, I can't yeah. remember what it was. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Well, anyway. But yeah, I agree with you. I wish there was a whole yeah. bunch. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. There's that Little Red Riding Hood that Liza Minnelli did that oh, was got the music by yeah. Julie Stein. That yeah, was only yeah. TV. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Cool. Favorite things today, Rob. What do you got for me? Oh, my. Okay. This favorite thing was actually inspired by you. Aw. It was indeed. And with the help of one of our fantastic listeners. Oh. John Mass. Do you know what it is? Clown around. It's clown around. I cannot even believe that you. this is already a favorite thing of yours. I, clown around. I cannot even believe it. Okay. You ready for some clown around it's history? A cult, yes, please. I hope you're going to talk about the cult, how this is like the holy grail of cast albums. Would you, would you want to mention that first and then I'll jump in? Well, because I was telling you that I, I did some research for something else. You know, we're constantly doing research, which is what we love to do. But And, and I, I, it's on a, a website somewhere and it was like, this is the holy grail of cast albums. And you can imagine as a cast album collector, I was like, wow. How have I never heard of this before? I was completely rocked by that. And then sure enough, I went on eBay and I tried to find it. And it literally is like over $100. Like there's only, I found like one, maybe two. One on Amazon is like 300 And it was like, there, there. you can't find it. Are you going to tell me the history of this? I have good news for folks. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. You can find it because it's now easily accessible. And it wasn't before. Wait, right? So all those people that like bought it for like three hundred dollars, you can buy it for eleven ninety nine now. Shut up. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So clown around um, was this musical from nineteen seventy two, and it was bound for Broadway. Okay, it was bound for Broadway with Gene Kelly directing, not choreographing. Gene Kelly directing, and it was going to star the great Ruth Buzzy from Laugh In. So it was a big TV star that was going to star in it. Um, the music was by Moose Charlop. We know from Peter Pan. Yes, yes. Um, and a guy named Alvin Cooperman, who never did any other lyrics after this, really, was our lyricist on it, okay? Um, the show was really Cirque du Soleil before Cirque du Soleil. There is a script for Clown Around. It is literally stage direction. How in the world did you find it? Don't ask. Okay. I, friends in high places. Uh-huh. <laughs> low places. Um <laughs> It's just, it's literally stage directions. Yeah. That's all it is, it's just stage directions. There's really no dialogue outlining what the clowns were going to be doing in their skits. Oh, wow. So it really was a bunch of and it was very And it was very, very interactive. And the thing that was really prominent about it was there was this really huge set piece called the Clown Machine. All right? The Clown Machine was 54 feet high, 134 feet long. Oh, my goodness. And weighed 22 tons. No. And you know how a clown has In a three... In the 70s. You know how a clown has a three-ring circus or a circus has a... Sorry. A circus has a, the idea I of a I saw the Shriner circus, circus a decade ago, and there were definitely three rings, and it was pretty amazing. Yeah. Imagine them suspended in the air. No. So it was going to be all of these acrobatics. So apparently one of the things that was really tough was transporting it from town to town. <laughs> you think? The idea was going to be that it was going to do an, um, a, a cross-country tour and then make its way to New York City. Except they realized it's kind of hard to transport 54 feet high, 130 feet long, 30 long 22 tons of a three-ring circus oh, yeah. from place to place. So it only played two places. In April 1972, it went to the Oakland Coliseum. And then it was a going Coliseum. to... Oh, yes. And then it went to the Cow Palace... In San Francisco. <laughs> Shut up. I'm not There's joking. a place called the Cow Palace. The Cow Palace in San Francisco. Wow. They just didn't call it the palace. They it was it the Cow the Palace. Cow palace. Um, so there is a score, but there's really no script. 
now, this is where it gets interesting. And this is why it's the holy grail for collectors. I'm literally on the edge of my seat. So, in 1972, RCA Victor said that it's around... And it was, because remember how records had codes and you would have to look up the code? Yes. You know what yes. I'm like DL57212. Yes. And then yes. you could order it. Exactly. Okay, so ready for this. Uh-huh. Its code was LSP4741. So when you went to the, the catalog, LSP4740 was listed. Uh-huh. And LSP4742 was listed. No way. But just this LSP4741 just wasn't there. So you It was con- erased from history. So you contacted RCA and RCA said, "We have no idea what this is. We know that it's ascribed to something called clown around. We don't know." So they did some research. Are you ready for this? RCA Victor had pressed 4,000 copies of the show album, but were so pissed they spent so much money on it and the show never went anywhere, they melted them out of disgust. I am about to drop my mic right now. This is like the E.T. Nintendo game that was supposedly buried because it was so bad. I cannot believe this. So the only there was a couple floating around that you could purchase, but anything that RCA had, they were so pissed they got screwed over, they just melted them. Melted them all. I am completely rocked by this. So this is why it was so hard, <sighs> except be, people started to realize that there were a couple around, and you can now buy it on iTunes. Yeah, no, but it's not the same. I want the original. This is my new angel. This is my, I want. You want I, the album. Oh, I'm a collector. Of course I okay. do. So if you've got the clown around, which is rare, the clown around album is Oh rare. my gosh. But if you want to listen to it, you can get it for $11.99 now on oh. iTunes. But if you're like Kevin, um, you, you're going to go look around a little bit. So why did the show not wow. succeed? It wasn't just the fact that this heart, this big piece of set was not able to be transported. Gene Kelly's wife was sick. Wait, so Gene Kelly was the, the director. director. Gotcha. And so because choreographer, she, I would No, think. he wasn't the choreographer. Oh. He only directed it. Oh. His wife was sick, so he sort of just put more attention on her, which makes total yeah, sense. Of course. The show kind of floundered. Um, but when you listen to it, it's got a very funky 1970 score. Everything sounds real clean and square. What's that song? Up, up and away in our beautiful balloon. It's an old, it's a 60s pop song. Yeah. Every song pretty much sounds like this in Clown right, Around. A little toe But it's actually, I think it's really fun. It's very brassy. It has a Promises, Promises-like sound. Jack Elliott and Allison Ferguson did the, uh, sorry, Alan Ferguson did the orchestrations. You might know them because they also did the theme song to Charlie's Angels. Oh, okay. So that shows you how well, 70s but Very West Coast, too, isn't this? Very this is, West Coast. You know what I mean? Like LA, like studio it. musicians, all of that very kind of world. Very great way of putting yeah. it. Okay. Um, so anyway, so yes, yeah, so Clown <laughs> Around really was the Holy Grail, um, but once again, like I said, it's released on iTunes. Take a listen to it because I think there's some really good songs in it. There's a really sweet one, um, <laughs> and I think if I ever do my Robert Goulet act, I'm going to sing. There's a last. The last <laughs> song is called "Clowns Say Goodnight," <laughs> and you can literally see Goulet. No, it's not even Goulet. It's like a Don Rickles, like sitting on a stool, like unbuttoning his bow tie with a martini, singing "Clowns Say Goodnight" oh, to show you that after all the humor. There's a heart underneath. Oh all my of gosh! It. So once again, you—if you're like Kevin, you need to look really hard to get the album. Luckily, John Mass was kind enough to send it out to us, but you can also get it on iTunes for eleven ninety nine. So that is mine. Clown oh. around, 
Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. I have to say that this is like probably one of the best favorite things you've ever done. Why? It just kind of like, I did not know a single thing. I'm completely rocked by it. The fact that like the whole number thing and the, and the, how they completely, RCA just completely erased it. But I found, you know, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. I and just can't get over it. And, and then if, they, then they melted the copy. Just to be like, fuck you. Yeah, I just can't get over this. Fuck it's a you, cast album. Around. What was it doing wrong to you? <laughs> I mean, come on. It never hurt anybody. I know. I just am. Did any listeners see it by yeah, any chance? It? Like, did anyone know, you know, oh, and I can't wait for you to do a thing on the body and the sane, the other uh, holy grail of cast albums. Which we also have. I know. Thanks, Thanks John. Um, oh, my gosh. So, that's, so mine is clown around. Well you can done. listen to it for eleven ninety nine. Oh, I think it's worth the investment. Gosh, I'm amazed. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Um, I have a book. <gasps> um, you're going to probably get it right away because we've talked about it. I, uh, no, I See, the problem, guys, is that Rob and I are f- friends and we talk about stuff and I have to like not talk about what I'm reading or doing because, then, really he, hard because then he knows and I want to, but who's the one person in this world right now that I can talk to him about this stuff is Rob. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that I've like outed myself with this stuff. Um, so I got this idea during um, the Broadway Bound concert with Jennifer. Uh, oh, yeah. Tepper, um, and she just offhandedly mentioned this book. I know what you're talking about because my jaw was on the floor too. Go ahead. What is the book? It was The Burning of... Not The Burning of Rome. The Burning of Atlanta. The Scarlet Letters. That's it. By Florence Rome. That's it. Who is the wife of Harold Rome. When Jen mentioned this, by the way, I didn't know she was going to mention it until we were on stage. Oh my gosh. And my jaw like was on the floor being like, what is this? Oh yeah. And I literally, I, I made a note. I... In the concert, I was at the bar, and I was like, Kevin, I sent an email to myself, and it was like, go check this out. Went online, went to Amazon, bought it that night. Very quickly. I'm just yeah, going to tell no, listeners. So I do this concert series of 54 Below with yes, the amazing right. Jennifer Ashley Tepper. It's called Broadway Bound. We do songs for musicals that were bound for Broadway, and we give a little narration. I sang a couple songs and over what the years. What was so good? Uh, uh, oh, gosh. You I, sang Arthur for us That once. was the first one. And, and then the this second most one you did, oh, Smile, was, the Carolyn Lee you. Marvin Hamler Smile. Right, those before Howard Ashman took but over. We doing a song from Gone with the Wind, uh, sung by the brilliant brilliant Michael Hajar, who's this really young up-and-coming performer. Mm-hmm. So Jen was giving research, and she mentioned this book. And I was like, what is this book? How have I never heard of it? What is this book? Oh, my gosh. It, 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 it's fantastic. It's a very interesting book. Uh, it, it is not like a gossip book, because it, it well, for, let me give you context before we go anywhere. Um, it's called The Scarlet Letters, because um, it, it is about 
Harold Rome and she going to Japan for the making of the musical Scarlet or of Gone with the Wind, the musical. Do you, um, do you know the history of this show? Do you going to tell us about it or uh, no? Uh, yes. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, yes. I mean, well, I can tell you this. Um, so Japan, this 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 big company, um, uh, this entertainment company um, in Japan um, called, where are my notes? Um, Toho Company who is known for basically for doing Godzilla and those kinds of movies, but they have tons of money in the seven, in the late sixties. Uh, and they did a, like a 14 hour play yeah. of gone with the wind. Yep. Okay. So, and it was a huge hit in Japan, major hit, made them tons of money, this company. So then they thought, well, what better, what else could we do? Oh, I know. Let's make an American musical of this play in Japan, but let's hire American Broadway composer and writers to do it. So they they went on, they Googled who can we hire? No, they didn't do that at all. But they found a composer and writer. They found Harold Rome, who um, I think is one of the more underrated You love uh, Harold Rome. I do love Harold Rome. He, you know, he did obviously he did like Call Me Mister and Pins and Needles, but then he wrote book musicals like Fanny and I Can Get It For You Wholesale and uh <laughs> Zula and Zenda. But like, but <laughs> really that's a big old hit. But um but he also wrote this Scarlet. So they also hired Joe Layton to be the, the director. Um, Layman Engel came over as the music director. Um, and guess who did the dance arrangements and the music arrangements? Trudy Rittman. Trudy Rittman, my favorite. Jeez. Every time I can bring Trudy Rittman's name up and can bring her recognition, I will always do it. Um, so basically, the book um, chronicles the writing and making of this musical through the eyes of Harold Rome's wife. Mm. So you really get to see it from like a, a fly on the wall. You get to see her like sort of, and what I like about it is you get to see the way musicals were made back then, how communication happened back then. Um, this wasn't the easiest process of bringing this musical to fruition. Um, For one, the actors were, sang all of the dialogue and songs in Japanese. And the Americans were used to a Broadway schedule and there was just different work ethics and different um, ways of of communicating. Um, And so, (laughs) uh, yeah. And um, so the gestation period... um, was took a while. I think it took like a year for them to make it, um, which is actually not that long for a, a musical. But they insisted on their writer in Japan doing the book writing. So this guy that, um, uh, yes, yeah, so they insisted on that was part of the deal. Even though Joe Layton tried to fix things, but they insisted Horton Foote, who later took over when they did it in London, and then there was a, some uh, productions in the United States eventually. Um, he took over, but it was really this this Japanese guy who was the director and the head. Yeah. Yeah. of the Toho company. And so it was very much like, no, we're going to do it our way. Meanwhile, these Broadway people were like, we know how to do a Broadway show. Like, we know exactly how it's supposed to be done. And yet they were like very much in their way of doing yeah. art. So it was like a kind of lost in translation Absolutely. effect. Now, Absolutely. is there more information that you know that you can fill in uh, other than, because no, I have but- a feeling you know, you know. No, nothing about this book because I didn't even know the book existed until Jen mentioned it. Oh, it's, it, so it starts with, the idea, getting the phone call of this company inquiring if Harold Rome would be interested in this. It then goes with she and, and Harold go to Japan for the initial meeting with Joe Layton, and they meet them. And they, they it's it must have been a sweet deal, you know, financially. And and they were like, all right, 
let's do it, you know? So they, they go to work, they write the whole thing, and then they go back to London for the rehearsals. And what you get is her sitting in, talking. She loved the lead actor the, the, who was like, and, and in Japan, a lot of the actors were not musical theater actors. They were movie stars. They literally movie stars oh, wow. of, of the Japanese film because Toho, the company, had a movie division, all that, so they could just use their, wow. their, so, and then you get her correspondence letters to, cause you know, the, that they, everyone communicated in letters back then. And so you get, you know, her writing to the, the Rogers and her writing to Kitty Carlisle and, you know, and it's a really personal account of this, um, of this adventure that they had, the Hirschfelds, she writes to the Hirschfelds and, and you get her sort of trying to communicate the troubles, the tribulations and the ultimate semi-success that it had in Japan where it, they narrowed it down to, I think nine hours when it first started, two parts that were four and a half hours each. And the Japanese, you you get to hear how the Japanese audiences are, which are not like American audiences. They were very, they clapped when they were supposed to. They didn't laugh a lot, but they, but by the end, they loved it because they thought that they were seeing this sort of like, um, not a museum piece, but something, it's something special that uh, was made specifically for them, but in the American style. Mm. But it was like half and half. Interesting. Um, yeah, they they eventually thought that they would take it to to Broadway. This was this. They thought they would retool it. They did it in. Uh, so this all happened. They wrote in 1969, performed in Japan in 1970. It went to London in 1972 with a, a book retooled by Horton Foote. Uh, it did okay. There was a cast album of that. There's also I have the Japanese cast album as well of, of Scarlet, um, and uh, and then it came to the United States. Um, it played, uh, it toured around, but it did not make it to Broadway. It was thought that, like you've always said, I always think of you talking about a very famous entity and how, like, Gone with the Wind is so known that how can you, how can you improve upon yeah. that which is already so kind of perfect, yeah. you know? Um, and I don't think that, and audiences had a hard time seeing these characters singing. Um, but the score is actually really lovely. There are some beautiful tunes in it. I love Harold Rome's work. Um, and incidentally, there was a production in 1976 uh, at Dallas with one of our guests, Lawrence Guitar. Yes, indeed. Isn't that special? Yes, indeed. Um, and so, yes. Leslie Ann Warren from um, Clue and all of our favorite movies played Miss Scarlet. Indeed, indeed. I mean, uh, she was Miss Scarlet and Clue, but she no, played right. Scarlet O'Hara. Yes, I'm indeed, sorry. indeed. So the book is fantastic also because they, you get this insider's account, you get to understand, of, uh, you get to see how a musical was made in the late 60s so cool. in that tradition. And then um, you also, it's got all these really fun letters and these great photographs in there of rehearsals and all of that. And the name of the book again is called? It's called uh, The Scarlet Letters by Florence Rome. You can get, it's like four bucks oh. on Amazon. It's out of Are, print. And you're finished but, with it, right? Oh, I, it, I it's a it? very yeah, definitely. It's a very easy read. It's a quick read. Okay, I think I read it like in a day. I Amazing. mean, it's a very fun read. But it's just like a fun little if for a theater fan. It's a fun little glimpse into a show that maybe you don't know a lot about and are, might find a little interesting. Love it. Yeah. So once again, take a listen to Clown Around and then read the Scarlet Letters. Till next time. Bye. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. These are a few of my favorite things. 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.